Check, check, check. Check, check, check. One, two, one, two. Check, check, check. One, two, one, two. All right. Are we on the air? Are we on the air? Peace, peace, peace and love. Peace and love. All right. Check, check, check. How are we sounding on the audio for the family out there in the YouTube land? Let me know how we are coming through on the audio. It sounds crispy on my end. Yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah. Peace to the family, y'all. Love and light, love and light. What up, though? All right. Greetings, greetings. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We pulling up. You feel me? We pulling up. We pulling up. We, yeah, yeah. We here now. Uh-huh. Yeah, we good? That's great. All right, now. What's happening? Okay. Mm-hmm. What's happening? I got y'all for another hour. I promise you, I'm going to let y'all go to, you know, I'm going to let y'all to, uh, I'm going to tuck y'all in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know y'all don't want to be up all night and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? We have the uh, Monday roundup on YouTube. I'm closing out. It's not how you start the race. It's how you finish it. So call me Tony the Closer, my niggas. Hey. Somebody said BMF got the net clicking. That's not what I heard. You know what I'm talking about? That's not what I heard. They told me, well, I'm they told me that uh Grant Godfather Harlem is way better than BMF. I did a poll on Instagram. And so you know that I'm not capping. You know we're gonna go over there and check it out. We're gonna check him out. You know what I'm talking about? And it was unanimous. It, it was unanimous. You know what I'm talking about? I was, I was, I was, I was kind of like surprised. I thought it was gonna be more people for BMF, but nah, they on Carfava Harlem. So I don't know about all that. We're gonna get to it though. I hear you talking, but we gonna, yeah, D, yeah, what up though? Detroit though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Detroit, bitch. Yeah, shout out to 8 Mile, Eminem, Trick Trick, and all you niggas. Shout out to Saren, Suit, and Seti. Shout out to the whole D. Shout out to Little Meech and Da Vinci. But guess what? Yeah, y'all need better writers. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I need better writers. Uh, we'll talk about it, though. Let's do this roll call. Shout out to the D, though. Shout out to Cash Doll. Hey. Hey, hey Cash Doll. Hey. Again, go look up the real BMF on the socials. Oh, you mean J-Bo and Blue Da Vinci? Is that what you're talking about? All of that talk that they got going on, respectfully. Wu-Tang is one of the best shows ever. <laughs> All right, when we finish the roll call... We'll get in some conversations about, you know, these these shows that are on. Um, and I'm going to qualify for all of my puritanicals out there because I feel like going up against y'all tonight. You know, I don't want to ruin anybody's, uh, you know, 
um, puritanical feelings and whatnot, but I'm coming after all of my conscious zealots, all of my conscious Christians, all of you niggas who put Jesus down to pick up consciousness and treat this shit like the Baptist church. I'm coming for your neck tonight. You know what I mean? Cause y'all are under the assumption that the minute you learn the word hotep, you're supposed to turn into some fucking recluse and whatnot. And your ass is not allowed to watch television. <laughs> we don't even watch the, the new television is epics Hulu. And the shit that, uh, 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 stars, you know what I'm talking about? Like, we don't we don't do NBC anymore. We don't do Fox. You know, that was for little niggas. That's when we was babies. We do those channels right now and we do the internet. Okay. Or for all of my all of my uh all of my side hustlers, niggas do the the fire stick. You know what I'm talking about? They still cable, my niggas. So relax. You know what I mean? Relax. We ain't gonna get all fake puritanical. Shout out to Virgin Island St. Croix in the building. East Flatbush, I don't have a TV in my house. I don't really plan on getting one. Detroit was popping. Michigan, what it do? All right. You know what I'm talking about? Rockland County. Uh-huh. Rockland, Cleveland, Ohio. Can I play Bill Bixby? You know what? I might be able to play Bill Bixby because I was on Distro Kid. I was in my back office and... um. That was that's the top streaming song in my catalog. That shit messed me up. I didn't even I had no idea that Bill Bixby was the top. That's the that was the shit. Remember when I told y'all I went in the back office and I seen a check sitting for me on, on a distro kit that I didn't even know existed. I, they never sent me a notification. It was like you got a bag waiting for you. But yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They had a bag waiting for me. And then when I went through the analytics, they said that Bill Bixby I, was my, one of my top, was the top song that was being streamed a whole lot of times. I don't know who's streaming it, but whoever it is, keep streaming that shit. You know what I'm talking about? Greenville in the building, East Flatbush in the building, Philly in the building, Washington, Nashville, San Fran, Del Mar. You dig? That's what we're going to be doing. That's right. That's what we're going to do. Y'all had a song in y'all old blog talk. Oh, you want to hit an intro? Huh? You know, let me see something. The intro was on SoundCloud. Intro's on my SoundCloud. My SoundCloud is kind of lit. I'm just going to keep it at that. You know what I'm saying? The SoundCloud got all of the classic songs from like when, you know, we first came out. SoundCloud is a museum. That's my uh hidden uh that's that's my hidden colors museum. That's my SoundCloud. You know, I go there sometimes when I want to time travel and go into the past and shit. You know what I mean? I'm looking on my SoundCloud right now. See if Bill Bixby is up there. What not? But yeah, we will play a song when we wrap this up. Now that I think about it, you know, um, I had this issue with these YouTube strikes. It's trying to come at your boy and whatnot. But I realized I fixed some things. Um, somebody had told me how to work it out. Um, and I did that. So, yeah, we're going we gonna to go ahead and we'll, we'll wrap it. When we end it, we'll end it with a song. Maybe I'll go to Spotify or maybe I'll go to 
distro. I mean, maybe I'll go to SoundCloud, but we'll we'll end it with a song. We'll end it with a song. I just might play the intro though, um, Steez. I just might, I might, I might, I might pull up the intro and let that shit ring. You know what I'm saying? Because that was a classic right there. No, make no mistake about it. That shit, that needs to be remastered. You may even need to shoot a video for that one day, me and Blue. Because that was it right there. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Let me see. I'm going to drop this link because I know y'all like y'all links. I'll drop the Discro Kid link and I'll put that in the chat. That's for y'all archives and whatnot. Go ahead and have fun with it. You feel me? And rock out. That's 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 KTL right there. You sure? That's that's the KTL uh playlist going all the way back past 10 years, I think. You feel me? Past 10 years. I got some shit from 2010. And I was spitting, my nigga. I was like, damn, when you when you start rapping like that, red pill, Rome in a building, DC in a building, NC in a building, B1 in a building. You feel me? You will wild wood. Oh man, Wildwood is back. Wildwood, New Jersey in the building. <laughs> that part. Riverside. What up, Jason? Killeen. You dig? Killeen. You dig? So yeah, the link is in the chat um for the SoundCloud. Y'all knock yourself out. Enjoy that. That's some old pillar. Or it's new pillar if if you never heard it, you know what I'm saying? It's new to you if you never heard it. So, you know, go tap into that God Hop. There's a playlist that we got on there with like 100 songs. It's not just us. There's some other people with us. You know what I'm saying? Nicaragua, North Miami. You dig? China Flow would be dope for the intro. Okay, okay. I'm taking I'm taking it. I'm taking y'all advice. You know what I mean? This is not about me. You know, this this show... You know, um, and y'all might not be aware of it, but the way that I built out Melanin Mondays and Third Out Thursdays, you know, it's really, um, you know, I'm the host and whatnot. But this is a very interactive, you know, um, program where we are intentional about, you know, um, including the audience. I, I want y'all to play a part in this. You feel me? This is not about me. You know, I don't get up here every week and start lambasting about me and, you know, um, you know, I don't sit up there and um, fawn about myself and shit like that. You know, I get up here and I give the information, but sometimes I'll be wanting to hear some yacht minds, you know what I mean? Or what y'all want to see or what you want to hear, you know what I mean? And if I could do it, then consider it done. You feel me? I could do it. Done. So that's how I'm giving it up. But yeah, man. Yeah, we're gonna play some China flow, man. We're gonna play some China flow, definitely. Yeah, I'm saying. If y'all want to hear the China flow right now, y'all let me know. I I will let that be a motherfucking uh that could be like the mid play. We play that in the middle of the show, and then we're gonna play something else at the end of the show. But yeah, you feel me? We're gonna do that. You know what I mean? After uh F after YouTube, uh, I'm gonna take the hit. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that. I'm gonna take the hit. 
if they don't monetize it, this show and whatnot, I don't give a damn. I'm going to take the hit, bro. You know what I'm saying? You know, the music is more important to me. I'm going to just take the hit. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to eat that. Pause. You know, we'll we'll be all right. We'll move on. <laughs> you know, we'll live to fight another day. You dig? Who in the audience saw American? I did not even get to see this documentary that they said that I'm in. Um, who saw American Maroons? Who saw American Maroons? Let me know. Let me know. The joint that you got with Homegirl on a hook. Oh, yes. The joint that you got with Homegirl on a hook. You talking about Die Hard? Die hard. Yeah, that's coming. That's coming. Scorpion King from the first album is no joke. Yes, that was my shit. That started it. That didn't start at all. We was already started before that, but that was the song that convinced me to um put the uh put an album out. You know what I mean? Before I was just doing singles and shit. But that was the song that was like, oh, you might have something right here. You you should lock, like, you know what I mean? Like. You should you should uh you 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 should lock this shit down and um you should do this album and I'm so proud of myself that I did that album why because keep in mind this was 2016 when I did the Scorpion King album right um 2016. There will never be another 2016. I remember being on 125th Street and, you know, seeing on the, um, right across the street on the Apollo, right? I remember it clearly. Prince made transition, right? Um, Oh, you seen it, Steve? You seen the American Maroon, the Maroon movie? We how, how we looking? We in that bitch? You know what I'm saying? I gotta go check that out probably at night. I mean, probably tonight I might check that out. You know, but um, I finished binging. I, I couldn't even watch that until I seen Godfather of Harlem, the 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 most recent one, and Wu Tang and BMF, like. That shit have my anxiety running up if I keep missing them and whatnot. So me and the Wiz, those is our favorite shows right there. And we say that respectfully. But 2016, I remember being on 125th Street and I went to a health conference. I was there. It was hip hop for um, hip, it was like a hip hop for health thing, as a matter of fact. And we got the word inside of the conference that Prince made transition. I was there. That was the day that I met um, Jada Kiss, Styles P. Um, I met, um, what's that tall nigga who used to play? John, John Sally. I met John Sally. Um, I met, um, it was a lot of people that I met. Cy Rock and Soul Messiah was there. So, you know, it was a somber moment when we got the word and whatnot. But that very night, I remember I went to Cambada studio in the Bronx and we made Purple Like Prince. Me and him, you know what I'm saying? I remember that shit respectfully. I remember that. We went and made Purple Like Prince. And, you know, 
like I was saying, that's that whole album. It was 10 tracks and whatnot. Executively, executively produced by Cambada. Cambada was really one of the ones who convinced me that I had what it took to make a whole album. And he helped build the confidence because he was the quote unquote, um, what you call it. He was the executive producer. It was almost like he was kind of holding my hand. Pause. Not in that way. But, you know, he is, this is what he does. It's almost like somebody entering into the conscious arena and whatnot. You know, I'm going to be, if, 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 if they come in, you know what I mean? They're going to be looking for somebody who's already in this shit, this living this shit, this breathing this to kind of like hold it down. So that's what he was doing in terms of this rap shit. He was like building my comp. I'm like, cause you know, son got crazy bars. Like he lives, he breathes this stuff. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I, I do my thing, but I don't wake up to do my thing every day like that. Like that's the furthest thing sometimes on my mind is some music and whatnot, you know, no disrespect, but I got so much other shit that I got to deal with. Music usually is the last thing that I come around to. <laughs> he said the next day to the, the, the no, to be honest with you, Prince merch was on the block that day. Prince merch was on the block that day. You feel me? Hey, Ru, what up? Prince merch was on the block that day. It didn't even wait till the next day. But yeah, it went dummy out there. Prince, Michael Jackson, Obama. Those are the three biggest money runs that I've ever seen, you know, in terms of merch in Harlem. That shit was going crazy. You know what I'm talking about? I think the Obama. I don't know. I don't know. I I think Obama might have beat out Michael Jackson, but the Michael Jackson run was retardo. I'm talking about it was raining manna from the heavens, my nigga. <laughs> I remember it was raining manna from the heavens. Money was falling out the sky, and that was a slow summer, you know. And you know, it's it's crazy, but sometimes people's transition, you know what I mean? They say the transitions open up doors. You don't see it all of the time, but transitions, you know, they open doors up. You know what I mean? Shit. That man's transition completely opened up doors and changed a lot of people's lives and got a lot of um, it it, it put a lot of people in positions. <laughs> Believe you me when I tell you I was out there. I seen it. You dig? <clears throat> Y'all showing up for Michelle. Michelle who? You mean Michael? I don't know what you're talking about. But what I'm talking about is 125th Street Harlem being the epicenter of merch, nigga. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about 125th Street Harlem being the epicenter of open air marketing and open air merchandising. You know what I mean? You know, if anybody's in music right now, you know the merch rules, right? Merch rules everything around me. We was out there, we was pushing the motherfucking merch uh, 20 some years ago. You know what I mean? We was, nigga, King Tut was merch, nigga. What you talking about? Kings County, uh, the ancestors, this is merch right here. What you say? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Life is a tour. You know what I mean? We, we live in artists. Everything we put on is merch. You know what I mean? When Michael Jackson died, nigga, that was merch, nigga. He was on tour to the highway to motherfucking heaven. That was his last show. This is it. When James Bond, when James Brown died, nigga, that was merch. 
when Obama was running for president, nigga, that was merch. If you didn't get more than a thousand dollars when this nigga was out here running the play, I don't know what to tell you, bro. You know what I'm talking about? You missed out. You could have been feeding your seeds in 08 and 07 and whatnot. Cause that was a fucking that that was a monetary windfall. And 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 if don't talk, don't talk slick to me like nah, I'm good. I got it, nigga. To, so why is Jeff Bezos still out here trapping? This nigga got mad billions of dollars. Why why is Elon Musk still working? You know what I'm talking about? We we don't stop. It ain't it, there's there's no such thing as I'm good. I got it. No, you don't stop playing yourself. You know what I'm talking about. What are you talking about? Are you dumb? You know what I'm talking about? Are you dumb? Yeah, you remember that, Jason. Jason pulled up. He came back from Egypt or Kemet, fresh off a of motherfucking, fresh from the pyramids. I remember that clearly. Jason Saint. Jason pulled up on 125th Street, and we was out there trapping like Bumpy Johnson. Nigga. Like we had the doogee. Huh? He had the doogee. Huh? What you saying? If you don't got nothing to sell, don't come to Harlem. That's the that's the attitude. I feel sorry for the customers who used to just come up there. You niggas still don't have nothing to sell. If you don't have nothing to sell, why are you in Harlem? Because Harlem is the home of shit for sale. It's the home of the hustle, right? It's the home of the hustler. It's the home of the entrepreneur. It's the home of this mom and pop businesses. It's the home of the grinder. That's what we was out there doing. When you when y'all saw us on YouTube, that was during our lunch break. But we pulled up. I don't know about we. I'm not French. I know that I pulled up every day to sell merch. That was my, <laughs> nigga, I wasn't out there trying to teach you niggas. I was out there selling merch to feed my family. You know what I'm talking about? And when I had a, when I had time, I got on camera and I talked to the world. You know what I mean? But that wasn't my main reason for being out there. That was just a perk of being out there to get on a camera and show off my, I was, I was, I was out there promoting, nigga. I was promoting my clothes for sale. Okay. There wasn't no YouTube checks back then. We wasn't chasing the fucking fame of followers and all of that stupid shit. You know what I mean? We wasn't caught up in that life like that. We was just caught up in the moment. That part. We was shining our light. Because to be honest with you, to stand on 125th Street in front of a table and whatnot, you know what I mean? At an open air market and whatnot, it was still high risk. It, yeah, uh, you you damn right about that. Huh? That, that it reached its epoch at that point, right? Two thousand eight. Then it reached its other epoch. It kind of crescendoed after two thousand and sixteen, right? You feel me? Y'all had that entire world buzzing. Y'all sure did have met Jay. The whole block was lit. Y'all had shirts with glitter. To think here yeah, and my grandfather rising power, he was out there getting it too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Bang, bang, he was out there bang. trapping too. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, Marco. 
We wasn't accepted. Niggas wasn't happy to see us outside selling clothes. We was that we was that shit was shunned. We it, we were shunned for that. How is it the home of the entrepreneurs and y'all let it get gentrified? To be honest with you, I don't know who the fuck y'all is. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know what gentrification is, then I don't know what to tell you. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know what to tell you. The way that that shit came in, these motherfuckers came in with millions upon millions of dollars. You should take that up with, he just died. Calvin Butts, rising power. Motherfucking the senator. What was his name? He sold out the whole fucking Harlem, right? He's from he's from the Dominican Republic. Okay. That's your man's in them. He's been in he's been in the fucking uh he's been in politics for over 40 some odd years. That's the main culprit, Charlie Rangel. Okay. So Charlie Rangel sold that bitch out the day that Bill Clinton left the White House and came to Harlem. That's when Harlem got taken. I wasn't even out there at that point. This is talking about the 90s. Niggas gave him a ticker tape party when he came to Harlem. Okay? And he, when he came in there, Calvin Butts, who was the quote, he he was the, he's, when you look at the role that they have, Adam Clayton Powell playing and whatnot in The Godfather of Harlem, where he's a senator, and he's also uh, uh, he's also into the church and whatnot. Adam, uh, my dude, uh, Calvin Butts kind of like took that. He took up that mantle after Adam Clayton Powell. Calvin Butts was heavily tied into the A&E church and whatnot. But he was the one who sold Harlem out to the real estate agents. Let's let's be clear. Let's be clear. And these niggas that y'all be holding up, these crack sellers, Nikki Barnes sold Harlem out. Alpo and motherfucking Rich sold Harlem out. All them niggas selling crack sold Harlem out. Dipset sold Harlem out. So while you niggas running around, dick riding Jim Jones and Cameron and Mason, all of them, they was the ones that helped. Well, not Mason particular. I'm talking about the people who ushered in gang culture, the ones who perpetuated crack selling, the ones who helped to perpetuate uh, a, a low, you know, um, just just the lowest levels of life. They were the ones who fucked Harlem up. We came in there and we brought balance to Harlem. If we, if not for us, Harlem would have been in the motherfucking toilets. Talk black to me. What are you talking about? We kept that energy up. We kept that energy up. You know what I mean? And everything is not for everywhere, and everything is not forever. So whatever happened, whatever the fate that Harlem fell under, it was meant to be. Harlem started out with Mad Pecker Woods. Okay? It started out Pecker Woods. Life is centrifugal. It has to go back to whence it came. So Harlem started out with white folk. And, 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 and it started out mixed up and shit like that. So do your research, family. Don't talk about we let Harlem get... Gen Nigga, where you live at? Where you live at? You, uh, I didn't, I haven't met near black person to stop white people from moving in and putting in Starbucks in their hood and walking around with poodles. None of you niggas stop that bum rush because I'm in Atlanta and this shit is gentrified. I was in D.C. and that's gentrified. I went to Miami. That's gentrified. Baltimore's gentrified. Nigga, they gentrifying everything. Fuck is you saying? And nobody got no pushback. You don't got no solutions to that. You just sitting around 
Now you now you got appetites for Becky and whatnot because they're in your close proximities. But even with the gentrification, if you know anybody that was in Harlem, we made them walk around from they couldn't even walk through us like that. Then we made them niggas cross the streets. How about that? You do you doing that in your hood? How, you you setting that type of example? You putting up your ancestors on a wall and making the motherfuckers cross the streets so they don't have to walk past the pictures of black people hanging from trees and whatnot. You made them step and, and then when they and then when they have the audacity to walk back past the pictures. You make the motherfuckers bow down and apologize for that shit? Do you did that in your hood? I didn't see none of you niggas doing that. You know what I'm talking about? I ain't seen nobody doing that. And y'all should have been down south really uh, uh, driving, you know what I'm saying? Pulling up and making it do. What did I see? I seen niggas coming up with, you know, a t-shirt saying don't shoot, hands up, don't shoot. I seen motherfuckers uh, twerking, twerking in front of the police. I seen them twerking in front of, I seen them twerking a Bucci in front of the police. I seen niggas do hands across America with their white allies. That's what I saw. I seen you niggas bunny hopping on a tennis court. That's what I saw. I seen y'all apologizing for being black. That's what I saw. I saw niggas showing they fear. I, I, when them people show they fangs, I show niggas. I seen niggas cower all around America. So what are you saying? And we never, but we never folded. We never backed down. We never did none of that. We never went marching with none of these niggas. We never, we never did none of that corny shit. So I don't be knowing what people be saying, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I had to be there to see it. Yeah, I had to be there to be it. You just had to be there. I can't even talk about it. It was just a, you know what I'm saying? It was a moment. It was a moment. Yeah, the whole world getting gentrified. Yeah, I knew the girl that Bobby was blasting on. I know, I mean, I knew the girl. I knew the sister. Put it like that, you know. She was always mad. She was just going through that phase of consciousness where niggas just be mad. We all went through that. You just be mad. Uh, I don't watch TV. I don't have TV. I don't. I don't have TV either. I'm about to get a little big screen. Cause I'm going to replace the screen that I have right here. I'm going to get a 4k, maybe like 50 inches or 60 inches because I'm an editor. I'm doing videos and shit. So I need the 4k, but nah, nigga, I don't watch TV either. I watch the computer. Niggas be like, I don't have a TV in my house. You got a fucking laptop though, nigga. You got an iPhone or Android. So you threw away your TV and you just picked up your phone, but you still stuck to something. So all of that, Fake conscious talk to niggas. I don't got a TV. First of all, you might can't afford one. Two, I mean, they only two fifty in Kmart. And three, you got a you got you have a fucking cell. You got a smartphone. You know what I mean? And your smartphone is in your pocket. 
it's next thing you it's giving you more radiation than your TV was. So I don't get it. But anyway, let's talk TV. And I went through all of this stuff talking about Harlem and whatnot. So I did a poll and we're going to talk about it because, you know, I want to talk about it. I want to talk about, um, you know, and if you if y'all don't watch TV and you don't know nothing about what's going on and you just met it, you know, you're just I don't watch TV or I don't know anything about anything. Cool. Um, you know, we're we going we gonna to hip you to some things. You know, what I mean, respectfully. So this was a poll that I did. So there's the, there's two TV shows. I, I don't even want to talk to y'all like I'm talking to like 80 year old or 100 year old people like or some fucking children. Like y'all don't be understanding what's going on and what's on TV. But respectfully, I'm going to assume that there's somebody out there who just meditates all day. And, you know, y'all y'all live in the Cayman Islands or, you know, you're just not into shit like that because you're working on yourself. So cool. Respectfully to you. And everything that you're doing, I'm there for you. And I respect that. And it's all good. Hotep. So. They were pushing drugs heavy in Harlem. Yes. The mob, the mafia before black people. Right. Right. Before the before melanated people, they show you. Well, let me let me fast track. Let me let me rewind. All right. Cool. For everybody. I got to be I got to give the um the the. The context as to what we're talking about. The doogie. <laughs> the doogie. Uh, did I watch Selective Outrage? Now, I'm not watching that. I'm not watching that. I'm not watching a nigga who got bitch smacked on stage come back a year later and act like he got bravado. You know what I mean? When, when he's getting backed up by all of these small hats to gas him up. And whatnot, and he gonna get on stage. I'm not watching that. I don't respect Chris Rock. I'm not. I'm not in need to. I, I don't need to laugh that much that I want to see this nigga playing himself. You feel me? When we know that he was scared and whatnot, I ain't doing that. Chris Watch is the living legend. All right, cool. That part. Um. So there's two shows on TV right now. There's a few shows on TV, but conspicuously all of the top shows not all of the top shows but most of the top shows that are on tv right now is about drug dealers and the drug era right but it's important right more so i would say that it has more importance because there are newer generations amongst us we currently are surrounded by people who were born past 2000s and I, I still have a hard time wrapping my mind around shit like that but it is what it is you know what i mean like we we got a, we got a lot of pop smoke niggas around us there was like 21s and the 22s and the 23 year olds and we got 29 year olds and 30 year olds and they don't know shit about the past god damn i thought that i ugh, man we got some work to do you know what i'm saying that's why this job is so let me put my cash app here because i'm out here teaching niggas shit that they parents should have been teaching them bro you feel me dead ass man we are out here educating a whole generation of melanated men and women who were completely in my humble opinion neglected when they were coming up because they don't even have the fundamentals of the past they don't even know what was going on in the 80s, my nigga. That's a problem. I, I, I have a big problem with that. 
when I was coming up, I knew what the, I didn't know everything that was going on in the sixties and whatnot, but you know, people around me, they, they kind of like was hipping me to what was going. Cause I needed, cause think about it. Let's put this in context. I was born in 75 by the time 85, 86, I was in the golden era of hip hop, right? You niggas might say, Oh, red pill, you old and whatnot. No little nigga. I'm, I'm a fucking legend, nigga. I'm a legend. You would wish that you that you was alive and you was breathing that clean air where they had fucking butterflies, lightning bugs, and all of that in the mid-80s before crack hit. You would hope that your ass was alive then so you could even feel the effervescence of what this planet was vibrating on before you was born into this motherfucking nightmare that you niggas was born into. Don't ever try to play with me. You know what I'm talking about? You should, nigga, you should, you should do some research on, on the time machine and take your ass back to the 70s and the 80s because that was a real fucking error, bro. That's some shit that you should really want. You should feel bad that you wasn't born, that you niggas was born late. Okay? Stop playing with me. You niggas was born late. You, I was born in 2002. Do you know how much shit you miss? You don't talk about, do you know how much fucking important things that you miss? Do you understand that you missed out? It's like, because like coming to the movie three hours in. So you need to get hip to some things because you think life is just Teletubbies and fucking Friday and all of this dumb shit. You niggas didn't even watch the Godfather trilogy. The 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 you you didn't you didn't watch you don't even know what uh what Marlon Brando you you don't even watch Hitchcock. There's a huge fucking culture gap because the the younger generations are not culturated. Okay, you're not y'all are not culturated like that. I'm not disrespecting anybody. I'm just saying, how could you have culture? How could you be culturated if you don't have a culture? Because the shit that came in the 90s, uh, the gangster rap and all of this stupid shit, all of them black movies, no disrespect to them black movies, but they was trash. The majority of them shits was trash. Okay? They're microwavable. Yeah, they have classic elements to them, but they're all compromised. The majority of them was severely compromised, high, high-level cooning and shit like that. So let me just share with you. You, you, you know, I would rather black exploitation. You know, I would rather the black exploitation films where black people were on film whooping on their opposition, whooping on the popo, whipping on the mob and whatnot, whipping on squad. You know what I mean? They they were showing them bossing up. Black men was still holding their nuts, bro. And then you get fast forward, menace to society and boys to the hood and all of that. That was trash because of the quote unquote subtleties of the programming that they loaded up in those movies and whatnot. Colors, all that shit made niggas completely brain dead and retarded. Colors, uh, tales from the hood. All that shit is trash. Okay. When you watch that shit on BT now, it is cringeworthy. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, spook that sat by the door. Um, everything that um, Mario Van Peebles' father was doing, Gordon Parks and shit. Like, I respected the cinematography 
yeah, Dead Presidents was cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying all of the movies was trash, but it was more trash than it was classics. It was more trash. It was when you do the definition of what buffoonery and coonery is, you're going to see a lot of elements of that in these movies that we be holding up. Like these shits are super duper uh, classics and they're not. The man, uh, the brother from another planet. That was a classic Hollywood shuffle. That was a classic Sugar Hill. That was a classic. If it has, you know, um, higher learning and shit like that. Classic boys in the hood is a classic. I mean, don't get it fucked up. Minister society is a classic. I'm just saying that it has a lot of quote unquote programming. It had a lot of quote unquote subtleties that if you were watching that with naked eyes and you don't have no knowledge yourself, your ass was getting swept up. They have a lot of, I did a breakdown on NWA decoded KT, the arch degree, black dot and red pillar. We did it in 2017 on Sarnetta TV and whatnot. We I broke down um, Minister Society. I decoded that. I broke a lot of shit down. NWA, a whole lot of shit I broke down. And I was able to show through scene by scene what the level of programming was. I was able to give y'all that. You know what I mean? Yeah, now you left with Tyler Perry. And niggas be thinking that they... That, 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 Oh, he's a billionaire, nigga. He's a billionaire off of the Chitlin circuit. He's a billionaire. That's like being a billionaire for selling you niggas hog mogs and chitlins. That's like bragging about Madam C.J. Walker being a millionaire for helping to flatten motherfuckers hair and whatnot. And putting goddamn chemicals and fucking lye and potatoes and shit and burning the scalps of black women. And we celebrate that. Yeah, Pootie Tang was trash. You know what I'm talking about? So, Tyler put work in, word, in them hills, right? He put them work in them damn hills. He wasn't lazy. Yeah, he wasn't lazy. He was out there selling niggas uh, bullshit. You wouldn't be lazy either. Niggas that was selling dope wasn't lazy. You get up early in the morning to sell your people hog mogs and chitlins. You get up early in the morning to sell your people trash. You get up early in the morning to sell, especially when you know niggas is falling for it. You, I can't even sleep. I got to get up 4 a.m. before you niggas realize and figure out that I'm selling you a bunch of bullshit. So we be calling shit classics. Because we don't even we we don't we haven't watched the real classics, so you have nothing to compare it to. You have nothing to compare it to. <laughs> so going back to what I was saying a minute ago, let's let's rewind and preface what we're talking about. So the movies, the the TV shows that are popular right now are reflecting on the drug culture because. Move where we're at right now in this dev culture, it's hard to ignore the impact of the drug cultures. It's not something that you could just move to the side or push to the side or ignore, act like it's not the 800 pound gorilla in the room because theoretically that's what it is. We were way better. We were our trajectory as a people, right, was more defined before we were infiltrated by the Italian mafia, okay, by way of the quote-unquote pizza connection and a show in the French connection 
through through the hands of the Sicilians, right? These are Romans, okay? These were Romans. These Sicilians had the blood of Moors in them, right? But they're not Moors. They're the bastard children of the Moors who took a quote-unquote oath. These are Southern Italians who took an oath to destroy forever the fathers of their of their quote-unquote or their quote-unquote suppressors or oppressors of their mothers, and they identified those people as Moors. And when they found out that those Moors was in Harlem, they was like, we bringing the dope to them niggas. When they found that those Moors was all up in America and whatnot, they came into America and they took over the quote-unquote numbers market. They went to war with Queenie and all of them. They went to war with Bumpy Johnson for that market. The numbers are what they call the policy bankers that was helping to enrich melanated people, not just in Harlem, but all across the the diaspora of America where melanated people had to take pennies and nickels and get themselves out of abject poverty because it was the policy bankers that helped pull our people out of the motherfucking tenements and the gutter and the ghettos and whatnot when we was wild poor, right? They was doing the numbers game. And then after the numbers game, they got into gambling, prostitution, loan sharking, you know, all of that underworld shit because our people was pulling themselves up from the bootstraps and we had an underworld. The Italians had an underworld. The Jews who originally lived in the ghettos and whatnot, they had an underworld. That's where Murder, Inc. and whatnot comes from. That's where um, they had a whole big thing. Meyer Lansky, they had a whole movement. They don't show them that. They don't show you them in the movies and whatnot because they're the ones making the movies. So you only see the Italian gangsters and then you only see the African-American gangsters and you only see the uh, Spanish or the Latin gangsters, but the quote unquote Yahudis, the, the Jews and whatnot, they, they won't show you their hand. They won't show you the hand that they play. They won't show you Murder, Inc. They won't show you the shit that they were doing. OK, they got you thinking it's only the Italians. They're the ones in the background quietly pulling wild strings and whatnot. But anyway, so. I threw that poll up there because the, the two top shows right now that a lot of people on my timeline talk about every other week is BMF and Hall, Godfather Harlem. So I've been watching both of them and I realized, I think it was this week, this, this weekend when I was watching, I was like, these two shows are extremely different from each other. One of them is a high embellishment of uh, of, of of two brothers right and i basically who we, we you know we lived through this 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 shit right here we, we the, the, this shit is still going on because these brothers are still alive then there's another show where the majority of the people are not here anymore and they're they're deceased and whatnot but we know that story and we're familiar with that story and our people's told us about that story. Like I, I, I was in Harlem, so I heard about Bumpy Johnson throughout being in Harlem. I, I heard about the stories of Malcolm. I heard about how the nation was trying to knock him off. I heard about the 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 breakup and how that how that affected people in Harlem and how that affected black people and whatnot that was in the nation and they had to choose sides. And my father told me that the that the, the majority of black people prior to Malcolm dying, hated him. They hated Malcolm, okay? He was not loved like that, the way that they try to portray it, like everybody was down with Malcolm. He was like, nah, niggas was hating on Malcolm 
before he got murdered and whatnot. And then when he took on that martyrdom status, then niggas started dick riding and whatnot. But they wasn't on when Malcolm was alive. They wasn't his best friend. The same thing like Tupac. When Tupac was alive, he had mad haters, bro. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that's what I'm, you know, if y'all wasn't alive or if you wasn't out of your house around that time and you wasn't tapped in, you're going to believe anything the TV tell you. You're going to believe anything the cable or the labels tell you. You're not going to be living in a true reality because you're going to get the sanitized version. And that's what I'm seeing with these TV shows from the Wu-Tang Clan saga, which is one of the best shows on TV, the Godfather Harlem saga, the BMF story, all of these things that they say are real depictions of real of real life. They are embellishments of the original story, right? They are embellishments of the original stories. You feel me? They're not the real story. They're taking parts of the story, but they're taking their quote unquote creative, um, you know, they, they, they're, they're mixing that shit up with a lot of fucking, uh, they, they, they putting some cut on the, on the real thing. They putting some cut on it. You feel me? They sprinkle in some cut on the real stories. So watching those two shows, I'm like, yo, the writing on both of these is extremely different. Godfather Harlem, whoever's writing that, whoever's behind the writing team on that, I have to give them. I know one of the brothers, he's a good brother that I grew up with. The brother's name is Mo. If you remember Money and Violence, right? That's Rafe. That's the character, the lead character called Rafe. And his real name is Mo. And he was all his Moses. And he was the one who was the writer on Money and Violence season one and two. Right. He was the brains behind that. So he's the he's one of the writers on Godfather Harlem. And the other one of the other um, contributors is our good brother, master teacher, Professor James Smalls. OK, I, yeah, I don't watch Snowfall. I, I'll get up with Snowfall. I can't do everything at once. Right. I, I'm going to binge on Snowfall and I'll get back to y'all. I know that it must be real good. Because mad people swear by that series and things like that. You feel me? And I'm like, cool. I can't juggle everything at once. But we're going to get to Snowfall. We'll break that down. Franklin, that's the nigga's name, right? Franklin. You dig? Yeah, Dap said when Malcolm's assassin arrived behind the wall, they got applauded. I'm just letting y'all know because... Y'all be swearing y'all know shit, right? Y'all be swearing the, the new, especially the new generations. Y'all be swearing y'all know what y'all are told. Y'all don't know the real shit, but the real shit was, and you might be like, how, Sway? This nigga was hated. More people wanted him dead than they wanted him alive. And that's your boy, Malcolm X, when he was out there in them streets and whatnot, especially, at, especially when he turned on um Elijah he was a dead man walking and everybody knew that okay everybody knew that they was just waiting to see when it was going to happen but everyone knew that he couldn't survive because the nation was too strong at that point he fucked up you feel me everybody knew that 
They hopped on him later on in life. The same way they hopped on Malcolm, uh, Martin Luther King later on. He wasn't, everybody wasn't on MLK's tail like that. The government hated his guts. He was an enemy damn near. They hate, they didn't like him. So, going back to what I was building on. So, I did a poll. I, I was like, I don't want to say, you know, I want to know how I want to tap into the brain trust. Can you feel me? And I've te- I remind people what Instagram is for, right? In case you don't know, Instagram is for engagement, right? Instagram is not about what kind of sneakers I'm wearing. Instagram is not about what kind of clothes I got on. Instagram is not about what I ate today. I mean, it, it, even if it is, that's still engagement. You know what I mean? So what I do is I engage my audience. You feel me? I throw things out there to engage them. So I'm engaging them. Godfather of Harlem or BMF. And niggas is like BMF. I mean, they was like, God, my bad. The majority said. I'm not frozen. Are you frozen? Refresh your screen. Let me see something. The majority of the people on my timeline, they was like, yo, I'm rocking with Godfather of Harlem. And that kind of shocked me. I thought everybody was on a BMF shit. I didn't even know that they was into uh, my dude Bumpy and them. Okay, I might be. Oh, yeah. I didn't know people was even caught. Or I didn't even know they, they was on Forrest Whitaker like that. Nigga said BMF is mid. Yeah, I mean, the writing on that has been compromised. You know what I'm saying? And the first season was cool, but the writing on that shit is like real trash right now. You know what I mean? So, you know, here you go. Godfather Harlem's. Somebody said they always got to go with the low country. Godfather Harlem, Godfather Harlem. Somebody said I'm from Detroit, so I'm biased. And I say, I saw G-O-H. I thought he was like, get the fuck out of here. But that's G-O-H is an acronym for Godfather of Harlem. <laughs> uh, Bumpy Easy, Godfather Harlem. And uh, 19 said Godfather, Godfather Harlem, Godfather, Godfather, Godfather. Right? Godfather Harlem, Godfather Harlem. And Cloud9 TV right here, that's the brother Moses. That's one of the writers on Godfather Harlem. His pen is impeccable. And one of the reasons why people are, oh, we got one BMF right there, all right? All of the niggas in Detroit, of course, is being loyal and whatnot, and they like, BMF. But, you know, it don't even make no sense because, once again, you know, um, when you really think about it, like, Bumpy Johnson was a special kind of character. You know, Forrest Whitaker's playing his ass off too, by the way. He should get an Emmy for the role that he's portraying as Bumpy because he's almost kind of like embodying it. I'm kind of upset with the the mic with uh, with the Malcolm X that they picked this season. You know, um, I was ready to stop watching it because they switched up. Uh, Malcolm in the third season and whoever the brother playing Malcolm for the first two seasons he also embodied Malcolm 
He was Malcolm. I don't give a I don't give a damn what nobody say. He was a living, breathing Malcolm. And I thought I was on the doogee when I turned on season three and was like, wait a minute. Something is strange here. I don't understand what I'm seeing. Like, I'm something that's going on. I had to, you know what I'm saying? I had to ask my whiz, you put anything in the in, the, in my drink? Like, am I hallucinating? But this nigga is not the Malcolm that I remembers. You know what I mean? So them niggas got a new Malcolm. But Forrest Whitaker, right? Forrest Whitaker. Because the, the, the power of that show is Forrest Whitaker captures your mind, in a sense, and Malcolm captures the heart. Or maybe it's the other way around. But the way that they juxtapose the two characters and whatnot, it gives a perfect, quote-unquote, analogy, right, to the winning formula that I, I always speak about. I'm a formula type of person. I, I, I work off of formulas and things of that nature. Um, society or the world that we live in works off of formulas. Nature works off of formulas. Science, uh, tech, technology, they work off of formulas. And my formula as it stands is that there's not, that, that, that the ingredients to make anything work, right? It has to be hip. And it has to be hop in the formula. That's the only way that you bake the cake. And like, this nigga Red Pill be talking in riddles, man. That's that pseudo. What is he saying? What? Let me break it down for you. Hip, right? Hip. Because this was the formula before they created the art form called hip hop. Hip, right? Meaning that you're hip to things that are going on. You're conscious. Right. You're hip. I'm hip. I'm Malcolm. I'm hip. I'm hip to what's going on globally. I'm hip to what's going on in society. I'm hip to who I am. I know myself. I'm hip to who my enemy is. I know them. I could break them down. I'm hip to the quote unquote, the lessons of the nation. I'm hip to what Elijah. I'm hip to what uh, Far Muhammad was talking about. Right. Then on the other hand, you got hop. Right. What's hop? Hop is Bumpy Johnson, right? If you cross the line, I'm finna hop in your motherfucking face, nigga. If you niggas is hop is action. Hop is we hopping off the porch. Hop is spin the block. Hop is if you cross that line, if you fuck around with hip, I'ma hop on you. You understand? If you try to rock over, if, if you try to lean on my brothers and whatnot, I'm the muscle, right? So you can't have any type of movement really moving like that if you don't have the principles of hip and hop you gotta have street knowledge okay the formula is street knowledge okay and that's why a lot of shit the niggas be trying to do don't work because they're not implementing that type of formula when consciousness was all poindexter and it didn't have that street element in it it only went but so far okay it only penetrated the quote-unquote you know, the, the the it only got but so far in the building and niggas was stopping it. Like, nah, sit your ass down right here. They wasn't letting that shit get in the back room and whatnot. But when you mix 
consciousness, going back to what I was talking about when we opened up earlier about our exploits on 125th Street in Harlem and whatnot, the reason why we went live on 125th Street and pointed the camera in the audience and showed y'all people walking on the street while we was dropping knowledge like the old gods of before and whatnot is because we wanted to show the world, nigga, we comfortable in the fucking jungle, niggas. And make no mistake about it, niggas. That was the jungle. Okay? The longer that we stood out there, the more it got cleaned up because our energy cleaned it up. But in 2005 and 2006 and 2007, before Obama became the president, right? Nigga, that shit was savage out there, bro. If anybody was in Harlem, they let you know when you walked out in Harlem, they had pornography on the floor. Niggas was selling bootleg DVDs. <laughs> Niggas rolling dice. They was gang, gang, blood, blood, all of that shit, bro. Open air prostitution out there, open air drug dealing. They was jostling people. They was out there playing three card Monty. They was out there selling crack, bro. And we was in the midst of all of that. We was in, we could, we was in the midst of it all. Yo, respectfully, dog, do that over there, right? Respectfully, do that over there. Get that shit up out of here. We got this little area right here, and this is sacred. Right. And through all of the muck and the mire, we had to hold it down and, 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 and maintain our poise and whatnot and tell the people about who the devil was and also talk about them niggas while they was right there. You know, what I'm talking about shame them niggas while they was right there. Like, yeah, the streets is corny. The shit is whack. And nobody never said a fucking word to us. Nobody never said a word to us. And we stood in the middle of all of that nigger tree and we cleaned it up with our energy and our constant dedication to always stand on these squares and whatnot and raise the frequency and speak the truth to the devil and not apologize for our greatness and whatnot. Fast forward a few years later, everybody black power. Fast forward a few years later, everybody became woke. Fast forward a few years later. The niggas that will walk by us and ignore us and whatnot, now they want our autographs and shit like that. That's how life works. It's an interesting series if we ever decide to record it and put it out there and whatnot. It'll be about a three or four part seasons because it was some shit going on out there. You know what I mean? A lot of transformation. And there was some people who, de who, who basically backslid and whatnot. Not a lot of people, but it was some people that kind of like they didn't know how to balance the street life with the conscious shit. And they and they fell back into the hole that they climbed out of and whatnot. And 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 now they in shallow graves. Now they laying in shallow graves. You don't talk about. Yeah, now they got YouTube channels. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this niggas that was walking by us from the hood, right? Pants. Face tats, pants hanging off their ass. You feel me? Smoking Reggie and whatnot. Now these niggas got YouTube channels trying to sound fake woke and whatnot. No disrespect, but that's what's going on. Niggas is on YouTube trying to drop knowledge. But they used to be the same ones crossing the street. They wouldn't even be able to walk through the cipher that we had because the energy was too high. Because to be honest with you, 
I don't know how, like, if you walk through a, a portal, if you walk through a group of people and, and their energy is too high, it could fuck you up for the whole day and whatnot because you're just going to have them on your mind. You'll be thinking about them like, damn, that shit, you know? Uh, you know, you start questioning what you're doing with your life. So, Godfather of Harlem, it means a lot to me because of the impact that Harlem had on my life. I'm a Brooklyn dude. I'm not even supposed to be in Harlem, according to New York law. Not even supposed to be rocking with Harlem niggas and whatnot. You feel me? I'm supposed to be in BK with the with the gang gang. You know what I mean? I'm supposed to be in Brooklyn. You know, doing Brooklyn things. But nah, I'm in Harlem. I'm like I'm holding down. This was 2005. I'm in Harlem. I'm locking in. You feel me? I'm bringing Brooklyn to Harlem. I'm holding it down. And the richness of the culture of Harlem it spoke to me it spoke to my spirit it told me it grabbed me it held me you know it was like this is where you need to be mm -hmm. yeah brother rich is a Harlem dude who went to Brooklyn and I'm a Brooklyn dude who went to Harlem and the rest is history you feel me but the richness of Harlem the culture of Harlem the history of Harlem right the wealth of Harlem, okay? What Harlem, the potential of Harlem, okay? I'm, a, I'm invested in all of that. And when I watch the series Godfather of Harlem, the way that they're writing it, it helps really help, you know, and not just me, because I've been on the YouTubes before there was a Melanin Monday when I was on Sardinetta TV, when I was on Baba TV, when I was on Kia Life Production, when I was on Black Magic 363. You feel me? I've been on many different platforms, even early days of Know the Ledge. If you go in the archives and go all the way down to 2008, you know, we've been telling people about some of the history or some of the workings of the hands that were behind the scenes that had to do even mama pill when she got on the couch and she jumped on videos and whatnot she was telling everybody about how harlem used to be before the drugs came she was she was she was describing a harlem with a potential where everybody was clean if you look at the old pictures of the Marcus Garvey marches. And if you look at the old pictures of the Malcolm X rallies that he used to have right there where the Apollo is, right? And up on Lenox Avenue and whatnot, nobody was wearing hoodies. I'm wearing a hoodie right now. Don't judge me. Nobody was wearing hoodies. Nobody's pants was hanging. You feel me? Nobody's pants was hanging off their ass. Nobody was wearing, quote unquote, no, they didn't even have baggy clothes on. Everything was tailored. Right. Everything was tailored. OK. They had suits on. They had Applejack hats and whatnot. They were clean, bro. They were clean. They, they didn't look like they look now. They didn't look all distressed and whatnot. They didn't even with the even with the even with the quote unquote poverty, even with even with poverty on how the fuck niggas was in poverty with, with roaches in their house. 
but they was outside clean. What was the mentality? How, how did they have roaches in a house, right? How did they have roaches in a house? How did they have rats in the house? And they always showed up looking clean. I, I don't get it. Now, people don't got roaches and they don't got rats and they look dirty. What happened? How did that change? People looked like they respected themselves. You could look at the pictures and see it. I've often spoke about the Jet magazine and the Ebony magazine. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you probably could Google it and whatnot. But what was it? Page, it was a page 64 or page 34. Some of the most beautiful specimens of black women ever captured on film and photo is in those Jet magazines and those Ebony magazines throughout the middle of the 60s leading up to the early 80s. That quote-unquote epoch right there spawned page 43. I don't know what was in the air. I don't know what was in the food. I don't know what was going on. I do know what was in the music, right? I do know, I do know what was in the food. It wasn't the preservatives and the chemicals that we have now because... You know, all of that shit, you know, with, with the, the, the DuPonts and the Rockefellers and stuff like that, they didn't necessarily implement the quote unquote poisoning of the food supply back then. So when you look at the depictions of how our people were looking and whatnot, we had a glow to us. There was a certain type of aura that our mom, these, these, is, these is niggas grandmamas now. Right. There was a certain some of some of our mamas and whatnot. There was a certain type of aura. That we were carrying. Right. That we don't carry right now. Right. And. A lot of that aura and a lot of that glow. And a lot of that shine that we had. I know that it scared a certain group of people or demographics of people who were well they they were more nervous going to sleep in the 60s and the 70s we slept good at night right but i know i was told that after the assassination of mlk after the assassination of jfk after the assassination of malcolm x and after the assassination of many other prominent figures and whatnot you know it it perturbed a lot of our elders and whatnot it perturbed a lot of our, you know, the big mamas of the world and whatnot, they began to, you know, have a certain type of uh, sorrow to them, right? They, they, there was a melancholy attitude that began to encompass a majority of our people. Now, as a result of them having um, stress and duress and whatnot, they began to turn to controlled substances, which conspicuously around the same time got flooded into our neighborhoods. If anybody watched the movie The Butler, right? That was the movie where, um, it, yeah, The Butler and Oprah Winfrey has something to do with that. And I believe Lee Daniels did as well, right? Stuff a lot. And in The Butler, they show you how Nixon, when he was the president, he implemented heat to go against black power because the black power movement kind of had them shaking in their boots and whatnot with the Panthers, the rise of the Panthers and the riots and all of that shit, Nixon said, guess what? 
we're going to fight black power with green power, right? We're going to fight black power with green power. What's green power? A dollar. He's, they start buying niggas out. You feel me? They start buying niggas out. You understand? They start buying out the movements and whatnot. They begin to do what? Drop bags on our people. The same thing that they're doing these days. They drop bags on our people. And they compromised us and whatnot. And while they were dropping bags on our people, they also began to flood the neighborhoods with the heroin and dope and the opiates and whatnot. And then after the opiates, they begin to flood it with the cocaine and the cocaine turns into the crack. They're showing you this on the godfather of Harlem, how he switched from the doogee and then he start rocking with the cocaine and whatnot. And then the cocaine eventually becomes the free base. The free base becomes crack. And then after that, if y'all don't understand the impact of these controlled substances, you don't understand what the fuck is going on and you're not, you're not, you're not tapped in. You're not tapped in. So how could you even know what the solutions are? You're not even tapped in, bro. You was born into this shit. You don't even know what happened and how it happened and who's responsible. The drug dealers of today and the drug dealers of yesterday are all part of the quote-unquote CIA and the FBI and they're clear enemies of the states. So even though I'm watching a BMF and I'm watching a Godfather Harlem, I understand who the enemy is. And I know that those men compromise uh, a whole nation of people and their grandchildren's children's children and whatnot because they was in bed with the government. It's showing you in the series that the CIA was the ones that brought the coke. The CIA was bringing the doogee and they were in bed with the mafia. Lucky Luciano. Lucky Luciano. Right? Was granted a pardon because he assisted the American government during World War II to defeat Mussolini, who was the fascist dictator in Italy. And he was aligned with the Nazis, right? He was in bed. He was aligned with the Nazis. So you had Italy, you had Japan, and you had Germany, right? So Lucky Luciano, who was in jail, I believe he was in Alcatraz around that time, he made a deal with the, with the American government and they sprung him from his quote-unquote bid and whatnot, right? It's almost like if they freed Big Meech, if he helped them quote-unquote invade Atlanta, Right. So they sprung him from jail. This is a mob boss. This was this was this was this was La Costa Nostra. The you know, what I mean, like not this, not this, not this Holly, not this post Gotti shit. I don't even know who these niggas are. Not Jersey Shore Mafia type shit. Not not these lane, not this Hollywood shit. I'm talking about the big bosses, the La Costa Nostra, this thing of ours, La Omareta shit. Like, yeah, that shit. You know what I mean? Sicily, real. Yeah, yeah, that shit. They tapped into something called a French connection. Right. The commission. Right. Did Obama go see Big Meech in prison? What the fuck? Come on, let's stop that. Y'all about to turn this nigga into something that he's not. But anyway. You know, whatever. But they let Lucky Luciano go 
Lucky Luciano taps in with the Corsicans. If anybody does anything, and if you if if you do any kind of Moorish history, you know who the Corsicans are. You know what you know Corsica's role in Moorish history, right? Do you know who the Corsicans are? So the Corsicans are the ones shipping the dope. Fast forward after they kick the Moors out, hundreds of years later, the ones who are flooding. The Moors in America, the ones who are here, the ones that are thriving and flourishing, doing good, learning about themselves. You have the movement of Elijah, the early movements of Elijah. You have the early movements of Noble Drew Ali in the 20s and whatnot. Um, Deuce Muhammad comes through. Uh, Fard Muhammad comes through. Uh, 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 Noble Drew Ali goes to eat. They're getting the they're getting the information back, right? They're getting their information back. They're getting the pieces to the puzzles back. Noble Drew Ali is coming back. He's writing all kind of cryptic um, um, prophecies and shit like that. Elijah, he's tapping in. He's getting into his prophetic bag. Uh, my dude, you know uh, the philosophies and opinions of Marcus Garvey. He's in his bag. I know that these people is like hell to the norm. <laughs> Fuck that. We got to stop this shit. So they cut a deal and the Italians say, we're going to do the dirty work for you. Right? Fuck that. Let us handle these niggas. So they let them leave. They, 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 J. Edgar Hoover and the, they let these, if you see Boardwalk Empire, then you know what I, you know about the J. Edgar Hoover role during the prohibition of Al Boardwalk Empire with Chalky White. And, 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 and Nucky and them, right? That took place in Atlantic City. That's on HBO. That's another must-watch TV series. I think it was four seasons. Excellent writing. I'm a big, I'm big on writing and whatnot. I'm a thinker, you know what I'm talking about? So I'm big on writers. If the Moors help Leopold, come on, white ghost. You sound retarded. The Moors was on the run. How the fuck was that? When, when did they find time? To help Leopold, and what the fuck if they help Leopold? What what, what did they get out of that? Where, where's their where, where the Moors at that help Leopold chilling right now with millions of dollars in rubber wealth? Come on, bro, y'all don't y'all don't be knowing. You need to do some fucking research and read a book. You know what I'm talking about? The Moors since ever since they got kicked out of Spain, 1491, 1492, and they've been slaves to the motherfucking Europeans ever since. The church and the cross been hunting them down ever since. So whoever you've seen rolling with the Europeans, those were the conversos. Those were the little moors. Those were the people who folded the same way you niggas are running around with badges now. The same way that you niggas are running around with fatigues working for the fucking imperialistic government of America. You are the traitors. You went to Iraq. You niggas went to Iraq and you destroyed Holy Land. You're the traitors. You work for the beast. If you in the army or the armed services, you talking about the Moors? Nigga, if you the police, come on now. You deflecting. You're deflecting, fam. You need to fall back. Because <laughs> I don't know what you talking about. But you niggas is running around working for them people right now. So, like I was saying before, they're showing you on these TV shows. 
And the reason why I say Godfather Harlem before any type of BMF or any of that is because of the history. We have to get our, even though, like I said, the, the TV shows, they're TV shows. They didn't say documentaries. I got upset one time, like, damn, they're not telling the whole story. It's not a documentary. It's a fucking TV show. Hollywood has a certain type of script that they follow when they, when they, when, you know, it, it's, a, it's a formula. All of their shows have formulas and none of the formulas explicitly say that you cannot tell the whole truth, right? That's why they say names of characters and all of that have been switched around. They do that to fit into the quote unquote formula of what Hollywood is doing by embellishing, right? They have to fit into this whole drama cycle and whatnot. So yeah, they embellish things. They embellish things. Yeah, he had to meet with the boule because remember, he's showing you that even in Harlem, right, that the bankers, right, there's still there's that upper echelon of our people and whatnot, the archons and whatnot, the boules and whatnot. You always, you still, wherever you go, if you're in the underworld, the levels of underworld that you get to, you're going to meet the boule and you're going to meet the CIA and you're going to meet the feds, right? Or, or segments of the feds is going to be at one one part of the feds is going to be after you. And then you'll meet the feds who are crooked and whatnot. And you'll become what is known as a triple agent. Right. Not a double agent. You'll become a triple agent like um, Jack Nicholson was in um, that movie with Leonardo, um, the, the Departed. Right. He was playing. Uh, he was playing. What's his name from Boston and whatnot. Uh What's his name? Um, Whitey. He was playing Whitey, right? And he was a triple agent. You didn't know who he worked for. He was so double crossed and whatnot. Whitey, yeah, was it Whitey Bulger? Right? You didn't know who he worked for. These niggas is triple agents, bro. So if you a drug dealer, right? The same way that you saw, if anybody's paying attention to the streets and whatnot, yeah, Whitey Bulger, and it was played by Jack Nicholson, who was a triple agent. They killed him in jail, okay? They bodied him in jail. He got beat to death, okay, by another European and whatnot. They bodied him. He was a triple agent. He was super dirty. So that's what you be dealing with when you're dealing with some of these drug dealers because what we're seeing right now in hip hop currently where I said it before and I'll say it again. If you in the streets or if you in a gang or if you still chasing that life, you deserve every fucking thing that is coming to you, my nigga. And nobody is going to feel sorry for you because you've been you've been shown the warning signs. The great divine speaks through signs. And if 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 you've been shown signs, every every academics video is a sign, my nigga. Every day when you go on YouTube, every Charleston White rant, nigga. If you listen to it closely, he's speaking on some shit dealing with the signs. And the signs of the times is telling you that that shit that you was into is finished, is done with. You are on a sinking ship. You're on a Titanic right now. You going down with it. The gangsters lost when Zimmerman was allowed to walk away. That's when the shit really died. 
And right now it's just a rotting corpse. You don't have no foundation to stand on. You can't stand on anything. You're non-relevant. So of course, niggas is in niggas is in interrogation rooms turning into rats. YS tell and whatnot. Of course, YSL Woody, right? The fucking police knew everything about this nigga. Why? Because he works for them. If you sell drugs and you a gangbanger, you work for the police and the feds and the Pentagon. You the police. Bottom line is if you selling drugs, moving weight, they brought the drugs in. They showing you it. How many TV shows do you niggas got to watch to realize that they brought it in? They set it up and you work for them. So when they lock you up, all you doing is debriefing them. That's why they be like, yo, just tell me what was going on in the last four years, right? You deep cover. You the police. Real talk. So you're not snitching. You're, you're just debriefing them people. You the police. And you a piece of shit. You feel me? And you a triple agent and you were enemy to the state. There's nothing that you could do for us as a people and whatnot. That's why you niggas are dying the fucking, uh, uh, you, you're dying off. You're dying off. That's why the rappers are falling on their swords and they're fighting and they're meeting their fate the way that they're meeting it. Because you had enough warnings. You had enough time to get it right and whatnot. What makes you any different then a nigga that became woke and decided to give that bullshit up and drop their flag and turn into something. Because I don't I don't buy into the, oh, you could never drop your flag. Lies. Niggas drop their flags every day and become what is known as enlightened and get on the path of enlightened. You can't touch them niggas. You understand? You can't do nothing to those people. It's sisters that are walking away from being sex workers, prostitutes, gang bangers, and what, whatever the fuck, mules carrying weight. They walking away from that shit and turning their shit around. Don't talk to me about what you can't do. God did. God did. Fuck is you saying? The minute y'all allowed men to run around with men and that became acceptable. Now you surprised because everything else is falling apart with this fake ass homoerotic bullshit ass code that these niggas claim to be standing. You're not standing on anything because you didn't handle your business when that fucking window was open. You didn't handle your business, bro. So you lost the war. Okay. And then when the police came in in the last eight, nine years and start mowing niggas down, you didn't have no pushback against that. So why are you in the hood acting tough? Why are you running around, popping out, killing babies and whatnot and shooting niggas' grandmama's house up? Who are you trying to impress? You look crazy around the world. The world don't respect you. Why? Because it's gangsters around the world. And gangsters be like, real gangsters don't say hands up, don't shoot. Real gangsters don't let the police terrorize them. That's not what they do. Real gangsters don't march, nigga. What the fuck is you saying? The only march they on is the March of Dimes, nigga, March Madness. Gangsters don't march. So last time I checked, all black people is gangster, right? All you niggas is thugs and you're all gangsters and everybody's tough, right? Nobody's soft. So even, even the gay niggas is gangsters. 
So if everybody's gangster and it and in and, and the scorecard you down by like 1000 points, right? Somebody's lying. You know what I'm talking about? Somebody, you're not going out like El Chapo's son in them. Somebody's lying. You're not, you're not doing eye for eye. Like in the 70s, if they took one of us, two of them were going. They not, they wasn't playing that with the Panther. If you took a Panther, they was losing three of theirs. Shout out to Asada. We wasn't playing that game, bro. So all of this craziness that's been going on and y'all still think that you wear the crown, I'm here to let you know. You are the last of a dying breed. You know what I'm saying? Wake the fuck up. Get, get on some shrooms and look around, my nigga. Pay attention. Read the room. It's over with. It's done. There's nothing that's coming. You trying to squeeze water out of a rock. All they got for you niggas is football numbers and you being cursed by the ancestors in the spirit realm because you're still on some fuck shit and you haven't done anything to advance our people and there's niggas out here such as myself or nagas out here such as myself. You know what I mean? We out here putting in work and you niggas is in the way. For real, for real. You know what I'm talking about? Y'all niggas is in the way. You're more like, you're more in bed with the enemy you more in bed with the goddamn Italians. You more in bed with the federales. You more in bed with the CIA. You more in bed with the DEA. You more in bed with the lawyers. You more in bed with the small hats. You more in bed with Liar Cohen and them than you are with your own, nigga. Fuck is you saying? You more in bed with Michael Rubin and the billionaires than you are with the master teachers, with the frontliners, with the ancestors and with the revolutionaries and the real ones that's putting in this motherfucking work, you niggas is joking. You don't find that suspicious. You know what I'm talking about? You don't find that suspicious. You're not aligned with your higher self. You don't selves. find that suspicious. You don't find that. So now these niggas be acting fake woke because of high level conversations and they feeling pressured and whatnot. They want to wear the, the crown headband and act like that they, they doing something. But nah, y'all got a lot of atoning to do. Y'all got a lot of atoning to do. Y'all wasted a lot of our time and whatnot and our energy. Y'all could have been out here crashing for crashing out for the cause. If anything, if anything, now you behind the wall for 80 years and you ain't you can't do nothing but a bunch of live videos. Y'all niggas is behind the wall doing TikTok dances now. You know what I'm saying? That's not what's up. You didn't you wouldn't even have to be behind that wall if you would have got your shit together and woke the fuck up to what's really going on and got it together, bro. You can't be in the fucking fire for too long. You're gonna get cooked. You're gonna get cooked. These rappers is getting cooked because they goofy. These niggas in the streets getting cooked because they on some goofy shit, bro. You terrorizing your neighborhood. You lowering the value of your neighborhood. You got the elders living in fear. Stop playing. Y'all want to ignore shit like that and think that you're going to thrive and strive? You niggas talk about black excellence? No, nigga, black pestilence. Fuck is you saying? Black pestilence. That's what y'all represent. You ain't black excellence. You black pestilence. 
You black decadence. That's what y'all represent. Let's let's change the fucking verbiage. We be giving too many passes to people who keep showing us our asses to kiss, bro. They don't care about us. They don't care about us. They care about them dead presidents and they'll fucking cross their people and do anything to throw us in the motherfucking fire and whatnot. As you can see, you're being shown that on these TV shows, real life is showing you these niggas is turning state religiously they they not even they not even leaning on them the police ain't even applying pressure they coming right in the room like who can i tell on just who y'all looking for i know where he's at i'm glad asada is in cuba and whatnot because niggas with a crack dealer would have gave her up real quick bro one of you niggas out here selling crack to niggas mamas y'all would have gave asada up immediately so you could go home and lay up with your BBL. You know what I'm talking about? That's right. Agent Smith. So we in the matrix and these niggas is Agent Smiths. And y'all keep playing games. Y'all keep giving yourselves to these agents. Y'all keep laying up with these agents and whatnot. I be seeing y'all in Walmart with these agents. Y'all keep running around with these people and whatnot. You're going to get struck down too. You know what I'm talking about? You're going to get struck down too. Keep playing with it. Don't play 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 with it. You know? Yeah, they still defending Grant Cardone. We don't condone Grant Cardone. And these niggas is lap dancers and whatnot. They hoes in these streets, bro. The financial niggas, the, sh the rap niggas, the athlete, all of these niggas is compromised. You know what I'm talking about? They all compromise. And I just can't, you know, I, I can't mix with uh, that. That's not my, that's, you know, that, that ain't my type right there. I, I can't mix. I don't want to be around none of that shit. For what? <laughs> you don't talk about for what? I ain't missing none. You think I want to be around niggas is bunny hopping around billionaires. Niggas is clutching their toes. If black, when you see black, like I be watching these niggas around Grant Cardone and these white people. When they start, niggas be wanting to do the nay-nay, and they be, nigga, you're showing out on some whole shit, bro. You're showing out. You you really just, you you really just showing your peacock feathers around these white folk, bro. Like, that's some whole-ass shit, bro. You low-key lap dancing. You, you're, you're almost like you in a strip club. You know what I mean? This shit is disgusting. But there's nothing that you could tell our people because niggas is going to put on for them dollars, bro. The dollar is king. And they're going to do whatever it takes to get a fucking few dollars. They're they going to do whatever it's going to take to get a few coins and whatnot. As you can see, niggas is, you know, niggas done. <sighs> dudes, dudes gave up their masculinity for a few dollars. So what, 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 what won't they do? What won't they do? What won't they do? So watching these shows, especially the Godfather Harlem, the way that it was written and whatnot, and seeing the hand that the Italians played and destroying my community, and niggas still praise these cocksuckers like they about that life or that it's something to be worthy of praising and whatnot, that shit perturbs me. We need to have an open declaration against the whole Italy and whatnot and condemn the motherfuckers for the hand that they play 
They need to be paying us reparations with a mafia act. With a mafia act with our reparations. Cause we let them get away with a whole lot of shit. Where they at? You know what I mean? They was they was they was they bro, they was treating our they was killing our people wholesale during those days and whatnot, throwing them in trunks off bridges, cutting their heads off, all kind of shit prostituting our women and whatnot putting our people on dope and whatnot robbing our people leaning on our people you couldn't even walk in the bronx and whatnot you couldn't even in brooklyn and in, in, in bay ridge and bensonhurst and all of the chasing niggas down and beating them with bats and then you turn around and our people is naming themselves after them trying to live vicariously through this fake Mafioso persona? Really? You're not going to make it like that. It's but so far that you can go. You're disgracing your ancestors, fam. They know what you don't know. You know what I'm talking about? They know what you don't know. You need to get to know. You need to know some shit, bro. Get in the know. Learn something. So you don't continue to repeat these mistakes and whatnot because you still got legions and legions. There's more people in the ancestor realm and the ancestor realm is right in on your nose. It's not a million miles away. The ancestor realm is on your nose. It's the quantum realm. They walk amongst you. You just can't see them, but you can feel them. Okay? The same way I use this analogy, I always use this analogy. Do you see the do you see the information beaming into your phone? Can you see the radio waves? Can you see the gamma rays? But you know that your phones and your electronics work, right? You know that there's a satellite pinging and beaming down. If a nigga call me from China, somebody call me from Alibaba right now, say, you pay now. You, you pay red pill, you pay now, right? You you know that they call, you know what I'm saying? You don't see. The, you don't see the you don't see the gamma rays. You don't, but it don't mean that it doesn't exist. It's the same thing with the ancestors in the quantum realm. You don't see them, but they here. They all around you. They exist, nigga. They in your blood. So who are we really doing this for? Because there's no honor. If you're not honoring them, who the fuck are you honoring? Caesar Bourgeois. Caesar Bourgeois. Who are you honoring? I, I would love to know. If it ain't white Jesus, then who are you honoring? RCE, I see you, man. Send me some samples or some examples and stuff like that. I seen your email. I just want you to send me some samples. Anybody sending me emails about what they do and what they into and whatnot? Just send me some samples and whatnot, because I got a lot of people that's emailing me every day about a lot of things. And I would love to give everybody, you know, their rightful, uh, you know, do and whatnot. I just got to see it's proof of work at the end of the day with me. It's proof of work. You know, I don't you know, I need to see something. I'm from the show me state. The <laughs> proof of work. You know what I mean? Let's let's get it. Let, let's start on that note and then we can move from there. You know what I mean? But I need to see proof of work. If you're doing something, just show me proof of it. You feel me? What about the aliens? Hmm. What about them? 
What if the aliens were small, like insects? What if the aliens were microscopic? Right? What if the aliens were vibrating at such a level on a light spectrum that you couldn't even see them, but they'll walk right amongst you? They're just vibrating higher than you. What about that? Right? You you could only see 10% of the light spectrum and the way niggas' eyes is set up, the, the way that we're seeing shit is, is upside down any damn way. <laughs> shit is compromised anyway. So who's to say that you have life forms all around you, but they're just vibrating at such a higher frequency that your ass can't pick them up and you probably can't even pick them up on those quote-unquote night goggles and things like that. They, they could be vibrating at the highest of highest levels. Or they could be on some Ant-Man shit, right? They could be able to manipulate their quote-unquote size and shit like that because I've seen some insects and I'm like, nigga, is that a drone? Is that a drone? I'm seeing fairies all the time. I'm seeing, yo, it's so much shit jumping through my peripherals all around me. I'm seeing that crazily. Yes, or angels that are the insects, right? You got them ladybugs pulling up. You got those quote-unquote butterflies landing on you. You don't know if that's the ancestors. Yes, March 18th, the AI event. We'll talk about that before we get out of here. You know what I mean? Everything is not six feet tall and full of quote-unquote mass the way that the human body is. This or, 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 or what you see on the planet Earth in the form of the mammals and shit like that. This is a gross. This human body, the way that we've on this material density and whatnot, the, this this human body that's you know like this android body katie the arch degree was on black magic 363 talking about god or gut and he brought up an analogy about the villain right in teenager mutant ninja turtles and we used to think that it was quote unquote shredder was the main dude no shredder was a worker and the real villain was the fucking brain that was inside of an android body Right. And the brain was in the stomach. Right. The brain was in the gut. Remember Teenager Mutant Ninja Turtles? Right. What was this nigga's name? His brain was the brain was in the guts and the body. Was just a vehicle to move the brain around. Right. Crank. <laughs> you don't talk about. So these bodies that we're in, what if this is just a vehicle? Right? What if this shit is an Uber housing a spirit, a light? Oh, this nigga's name is Kang, like Kang Dynasty? Okay. Yo, shout out to Kang. Yeah, Scorpion Kang. Yeah, I need some of that honey too. I heard it, you know, I heard you could do wonders with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I, I said KT the Arch Degree just mentioned that on Brother Rich's channel, Black Magic 363. Go and check that video out that he did called God in the Gut. Classic. Oh, his name is Krang. And then you have Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. So what if we're just, what if we're just, what if this, because the body is like a vehicle. It's an intelligent design. Right? And it houses something. And that something that it houses is a sentient light. 
then when you get your lights turned off, right, you're left with a husk, right? And that husk can't do nothing but, quote unquote, um, decompose because whatever was in whatever was animating it. OK, is no longer in the vehicle, is no longer in the in the body, is no longer in the temple and whatnot. So the temple is discarded the same way. That when you driving on the highways of Atlanta, if anybody live in Atlanta, you know what I'm talking about. If you driving on the highways, there's always abandoned cars. Just nigga, this is the weirdest shit that I've ever seen in my life. And I've been in many places. Atlanta highways. I just they they could come up with a whole TV show about they could come up with a, a, a BMF seasons like a, a show on stars about what happened to these fucking niggas that was in these cars. They left them on a highway. Because you'll be driving down the highway, be like, damn, it's a fucking Toyota on three wheels right on the side of the shoulder on the road with nobody. I mean, like, and, and, and you could look at it and tell something happened. Like, wh where's the driver at? Why did he abandon or her? Why did they abandon their car on the fucking shoulder of the road? Like, nigga. <laughs> Rakim said his car was one of them. I think them highways is haunted, bro. You know what I mean? Because that is a, that is ancient Indian trail. That is ancient Indian trails. Let's be clear. Them them long the I twenty and two eighty five and whatnot. Those is ancient trade routes. So you know, I don't know if the highways is cursed. Um, but it's been said that our bodies are like vehicles, and we house the light we house the spirit okay and when that spirit is gone the body is nothing the body is nothing think about that so one of the most important quote-unquote parts of our body that we may not even realize we focus on the upper part but the gut, nigga, the brain, the second brain, the abdominal brain, right? This, when they say trust your gut, well, you, you know what I mean? You know, that part. We got to take care of that. That's why, of course, you know, stress and all of these other things and what we eat in these processed foods and this poison that they poison in the body with. You know what I mean? To poison the brain and all of those parasites that are surrounding the brain and whatnot. We got to talk about these things and we got to be more proactive and collectively coming up with some solutions to deal with these things. It's only right. You know what I mean? If you're going to work on a car, why not get to the motherfucking part that's most important? You know? Why not get to the part that is the most important? And that's the brain. Trust your guts as long as it's not your parasites thinking for you. Yeah, you got to know what your parasite. What, you got to know who's thinking. Who's the one doing the thinking? Is it you or your guts? You feel me? So when niggas say that they trying to get all up in them guts, is is I mean... Are they massaging your brain? I just want to know. I'm just saying. Inquiring minds would like to know. You dig? 
Yes, we do have three brains. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I think we got four brains. You know what I'm saying? For the men, you know, we might have four brains. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we might have four. You know what I mean? We some complicated creatures. You know what I'm saying? Complicated. Because, you know, they say your little head, your big head and your little head, that nigga be thinking for himself sometimes too. You know what I'm saying? He's out here making decisions and whatnot. You know, fight or flight. But, yeah. So, you know, for anybody who don't watch TV, I hope I didn't offend you by speaking about a TV show. I know that that's like haram in consciousness because we're not allowed to watch TV, right? According to insert whatever the master teacher's name because you niggas love to do that. Just insert whatever name that you want to put in there. Well, he said that and he said and he said, you know. And then ask yourself, are you in a motherfucking religion or not? Ask yourself, are you out here sounding super duper crazy and what? Now talking about what he said, what the fuck did you say? You know what I'm saying? What did you say? You don't got no social, you're not into, you know, you know, because you you don't have a whiz because the whiz is like to watch it sometimes, you know, get some wine, you, you know, you know, what are you, what are you watching with your whiz? YouTube, nigga, all day. Okay. Watching Facebook? What you doing? Wait, wait, how you entertaining her? You reading to her? No problem. Respectfully. You know what I mean? That's what's up. That's what's up. Bobby said destroy all TVs. I mean, like I said, the TVs, is they, they got destroyed. Niggas don't got TVs. We got phones and computers. <laughs> the TV's been destroyed. I don't have... A TV. I'm here to let you know. I don't got one. I don't, I don't feel like I need one. You know? But TVs is like $300. And like I said, I do need a new screen for my computer. So I just might get the big boy and leave it at that. You know? But um, I did feel like that was important. These TV shows... We're going to talk about the Wu-Tang saga one of these days. Um, I think, to be honest with you, out of all of the shows that may be out, you know, I love the writing on Godfather Harlem. I like the character development. I'm heavily invested in the characters, you know. Oh, you watch DVDs? Look. Oh, I had to put it up. My son... He, he done destroyed about 1,000 DVDs of mine. He scratched the shit out of them. Does anybody know how to fix that? The scratching? Because my son, be he be having the DVDs on the floor. He just be sliding them across the floor. But yeah, I'm bringing the DVD back. I'm, I'm going to get me a DVD. I'm bringing that back. You dig? I'm bringing that back. You know. So we got rid of the television, you know, we not work, we not watching NBC, we not watching all of the, we don't watch cable, we don't, like I said, the three channels that's popping is Stars, Hulu, and the other shit that Epics or whatever they turned into, where, you know, those are, 
that's the only show that's the only channels i be seeing in people's houses that are considered consciousness they just watching them new shows and shit but yeah lovecraft was definitely the best series um on what you would call it tv in 2020 that's a fact mgm plus oh amazon owns that now okay Support the bootleg man. Where they at? Where they at? And I agree with you. Wu-Tang season three is the best show on TV. Next to Godfather Harlem. There's no show that gives me inspiration like the Wu-Tang series. And I, I curved it for the first season. I was so arrogant. I'm like, what the hell is I? What, what am I going to learn about Wu-Tang that I already know. I was so arrogant. I'm like, I know I lived through this. What they gonna tell me that I don't know about these brothers? I know about Wu-Tang. <laughs> and I watched the first show and I was like, whoa. Okay. This is different. They, they, I was like, the approach <laughs> You still watch seven and Son DVDs? You feel me? The um the computers don't have DVD slots in them anymore, right? The computers don't come with DVD slots unless you buy like a 2005 computer. So you gotta have an external DVD player. You gotta get that from Amazon for a dub, twenty dollars or something. And you know, we could bring it back. I'm doing my due diligence. I don't not matter of fact, I'm not even gonna say what I'm doing because niggas is out here doing voodoo. So I'm gonna just keep it to myself. But shout out to all of the DVDs, you know. Um, yeah. Is there a new season? Yeah, season three of Wu Tang is out. They're in like episode six by now. You need a refurbished MacBook. I was doing the refurbished MacBooks. And that shit did not, you know what I mean? It, it, I, I was, I was, I was Mr. Refurbished for like 10 years with these MacBooks. Now I got a 2022 MacBook and I'm, I can't go back. You know what I'm saying? I can't go back. I, I need speed. You know what I mean? Are we in a quickening? I can't do slow computers no more. It's just a conflict of interest. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I need my shit to be fast. Watchmen. Yes. One of the best series when that was out, we had, Watchmen with Dr. Manhattan as a black man and the lead of that was Regina King, which was a melanated woman, right? And she was phenomenal in that series. And so was Dr. Manhattan. His name was Calvin in that series. He was phenomenal too. You feel me? And they canceled that shit after one season, the same way that they cancer the they same way they canceled Lovecraft, right? And they took Jonathan Majors and they blew him up. You know what I mean? Snowfall, I didn't watch that yet. I, I admit I might be the only melanated person out here that hasn't watched it. American Gods. You feel look. No wonder I, I've been I've been going against the, the, the conscious rules, my nigga. No wonder I got spanked. I've been going against the conscious rules. I've been having you niggas watching TV. Now that I think about it. For years now, because I've been talking about all of these shows and whatnot. You feel me? I've been talking about all of these shows. American Gods. 
then we got on to I was giving you the uh I was I was I was standing by Boardwalk Empire, American Gods. You know, these these shows have substance. I'm not gonna just be talking about any old thing. I gotta talk about the things that are, you know, feeding the conscious mind. Feeding the conscious mind. I'm gonna catch The Last of Us, and I'm I'm gonna catch that. I've been hearing about that. And shit, I don't, I didn't play the video game, but yeah, Luke Cage was fire when it was out the first season. I don't know about the second one and shit. Digital innovation, skip D, skip doctor. Oh, oh, okay. They got one. All right. Is that on Amazon? I need that. I definitely need that. Yeah. American gods was fire. You feel me? We should have who who want to have some watch parties. Who want to have some watch parties? I'm on Discord and on Discord we be having watch parties. I don't know when the hell I'm gonna have time to do anything like a watch party, but the watch parties is I love the communal. I love to watch something with the community, like with 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 a group of people. That's fly to me. You know what I'm saying? That's that's engagement i like the engagement aspect you feel me i like the engagement access yeah american gods watch party is necessary because we could go back on these series now that we've been able to flesh them out in a way that the world is a series will drop and drop mad information and then real life starts giving out the connecting aspects to it like the great divine or, or, or a series will come out and they'll start revealing things. And then when you pay attention the you know, a fucking lake will dry up and then a statue will be revealed. And that statue ties into whatever that show was really getting at and whatnot. If you real, if you really know what you're looking for, watch party for American maroon, that part, that part. Yeah, we used to put peanut butter on the DVDs too. You know what I'm talking about? We used to put peanut butter. We put peanut butter on a napkin and just rub the back of that shit because the peanut butter, if you scratch your DVD, there's a groove and whatnot. So the laser, that's when you get the skipping because the laser got to go smooth across it. So you put the peanut butter on it and you. it's just that I was tired of having fucking DVDs that smelled like peanut butter. You know what I'm talking about? I'm watching the fucking lecture. I'm getting hungry. You dig? What's peripheral? I didn't hear about that. What is that? A little bit of toothpaste? Oh, yeah. Y'all come with that jail shit. I hear that shit. Okay. I come with that jail shit. Um, well, first of all, if you want to be a part of any watch party, you would definitely have to be a part of the uh my Discord. Destiny, can you do me a favor and drop the link? For the Discord, if you have it and whatnot, because uh, you know, we could we could set something up. I'm gonna talk to my people in Discord and we'll see what day, you know, what day we could make it happen. Um, what's today? Monday. We could probably make something happen before Friday and whatnot. You know what I mean? We could make something happen more than likely. You know, I'm mad busy, but two hours is not um a peripheral is all quantum. Okay, okay. I'm gonna look into it. Are you serious about that? Hand sanitizer is or are you just clowning? 
I don't know if I heard that one before. It's coming with the new remedies. Um, real quick, real a reminder, uh, we will have a commercial for this coming soon. I just don't have it at the moment, but I can't leave y'all without reminding you that um I'm an author of a children's book. I'm very proud of that. We might even have a session. Um, shout out to my book club. We might even have a session where we'll be reading from the book, you know, like a book reading and whatnot. But this is the book right here. It's 140 plus pages. It is entitled AI for Star Seeds. This is my love letter to your children and your future children or your grandchildren. Um, this is the table of contents I have on my Instagram page, you know, I put some stuff up there so people could get a sneak peek. You can't, you know, the book is not there, but I'm just giving you little pages just to show you what it looks like. I gave you the table of contents, you know, which is the most important part of the book. I have a glossary also in the book where you have um, definitions. It's in the beginning of the book. So you'll have definitions of all of these new terms that I'm using. I'm not using them. This is a new lexicon that comes with this new quote unquote, um, sector or this new, you know, this new genre or this new niche. You know what I mean? This technology niche, it has a new language. And once you learn the language and once you learn the definitions of certain terms, or once you learn what is known as the lexicon, you are going to be able to learn faster, more efficiently, and you'll be able to truly overstand what it is that's going on in this new, this brave new world. Cause it, that's exactly what it is. It's a new world. We are now currently in a new world. Okay. We have been quote unquote upgraded or, you know, leveled up into a new world, right? It's almost like in a video game, you know, you get to different levels and whatnot. Some people are calling it the fourth dimension. Some people are calling it the fourth industrial age. And some people are calling it the fourth epoch. Nonetheless, we are in a new, a brave new world, right? Shit done change. You might not get the message, but them slaves in Galveston, they didn't get the message for two or three years. So don't feel alone. You have company. You know what I mean? Niggas is late to the party a lot. So don't feel, you know, um, don't take it personal. The shit happens. You know what I'm talking about? Them niggas didn't know that they was free for a few years. And you don't know that you're free. You don't know that the, 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 the shit that they was telling you that was, is not. You didn't know that, though. You wasn't aware. And I'm not judging you and I'm not holding anything against you. I'm just here to let you know. Call me crazy. Call me cuckoo. Call me pseudo, whatever. Call me every name in the book. But you will eventually call me correct. Because like I said, in 2016, the evolution will be digitized. And I'm here to let you know that the motherfucking evolution has been digitized. It is here. And we're currently in it. And it's nothing to be afraid of. It's nothing to be intimidated by. You know, live in your fourth dimension. You know, shit. If you didn't need technology before, you damn sure don't need it now. 
So live in your fourth dimension, go float somewhere, teleport and do all of those things. Live in your motherfucking truth. You feel me? Or live in the fourth industrial age. If you don't believe in none of that, you just a worker and whatnot. You know what I mean? You just waiting for the autonomous car. You waiting for the, the Tesla to drive you to work so you don't have to drive. Just live in your truths, whatever it is. But here's the content, the table of contents. You know, we introducing you to artificial intelligence. We got the basics of AI. We telling teaching you about the types of AI, machine learning, deep learning, natural language processing, robotics. We get into the ethics of AI, right? The importance of fairness and bias in AI, the impact of AI on society. We also talk about fun and interactive AI applications, things called chatbots that you're hearing about, game AI, gaming AI, which is games, video games mixed with AI, personal assistance like Alexa. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Smart home technology like the vacuum cleaners that niggas have. Anything in your home that's smart, the ring camera, all of that shit. That's all AI. Building AI for kids or children for that matter. How could children get involved in AI projects and activities to learn more about it? So this is book one. Um, I'm going to write about two or three of these books and whatnot. This, like I said, is 140 plus pages, you know, um, and, and we, you know, we, we teaching. And like I said, the parents who read this, you're going to get some, you're going to learn some things. You're going to, you're going to, you know, you're going to get hip to some things and whatnot. You feel me? You're going to get, uh, you know, you're going to get enlightened to some of these things and whatnot. We can't be know-it-alls. We don't know it all. You know what I mean? So some things we got to humble ourselves and learn. All of us, I'm under the assumption that we're all in school, correct? We're all here to learn. You're, you're not listening to me to, to, to you know, for, for my levels of ignorance. You know what I'm saying? You pulled up because you want to learn. So let's learn. Let's do that. You know what I mean? Let's get our learn on. Um, This strong end, we were at an art show. Okay, shout out to Blue Pill. He got the real drippy uh, kicks right there. These are all custom, okay, hand-sewn. Yeah, that part. Yeah, we also have some drip for the adults, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, um, merch, like I was saying, big merch. You know what I'm saying? Big merch, you know. And, um, you know, shout out to everybody that was supporting us this uh on friday at the art show it was a lot of support we got a lot of love and whatnot um people were coming up to us and you know just sharing you know their sentiments about how important the um you know the the the, the impact of what the information has done for them i met some beautiful people there was a, a sister who came she brought her mother with her her mother was a beautiful sister you know, um, she was very early. She came very early to support. And um, I just want to say thank you to that sister and her mother. Yeah, definitely made my day and my night just meeting y'all and having conversations and stuff. So, you know, just giving y'all some insight and some, you know, some some updates because that's what we do. You know what I mean? We, we just check in on each other. So with that being said, I ain't going to be here. It's two hours in. 
Um, we're gonna end this with uh, was that at the museum? Nah, this was at something called the Underground in Atlanta, and whatnot. This was at something called the Underground. They do it every Friday, first Fridays. I'm sorry, every first Fridays of the month. If y'all haven't signed up to the Netiverse Discord, come on over. Do yourself a favor, become a member. You know, it's free. If you haven't signed up to the Patreon and you want access to information dealing with all things AI, I've seen a few people say that they're going to be at the lecture, the workshop on March 18th that I'm going to be doing with Blackmagic363. Well, before you get to that workshop, you're going to want some information. If you if you want information about AI, um, the Patreon is the place to be. I've been dumping information over there. I've been it's a dump, like it's an information dump, you know what I'm saying? And I don't mean that in a negative way, but everything that I've been researching to get ready for my lectures, I've been putting all of my source material on my Patreon. And shout out to all of my Patreons. It's lit over there, my niggas. You feel me? It's lit. You know what I'm saying? Every day they pulling up. So the information is over there on Patreon. Come over there and make yourself comfortable. Make yourself at home. You know, be a part of that right there. And yeah, on March 18th, I'll be with Black Magic 363. And we're going to be doing the lecture of the year. Masters of the Universe. How to become an artificial intelligence entrepreneur. And what I want people to realize is this. When I say the word master of the universe, niggas might think that I'm talking about He-Man. And I'm like, in a sense, you know, we could be referring to some type of He-Manian shit. Some He-Man-ish type of things. But I'm really talking about, you know, and I'm going to get into it during the workshop. I'm really harping on the fact that, you know, with the new technology that's here, can I drop a link for the Patreon? Sure. I did. Uh, let me see. The new technology that we have out our hands, I'm talking about the average person, the what they call the layman, right? We now have the opportunity with this technology to become the master's of our universe right and in the world of prompting and i don't want to get too deep with it maybe we'll talk about this on thursday i might go further in on thursday but you know uh we're having we're going to have a conversation about the multiverse you understand because that's what we're dealing with right now um we were current we were previously in what was known last year the netiverse or the metaverse and we are now in what is known as the multiverse who saw the movie with the asian woman remember the movie that had came out with the asian woman um it was about what, what, what was the name of that shit everything it was about the multiverse it was about the multiverse it came out last year what was the name of that movie? That shit was kind of cuckoo, right? And that move, right? Everything, everywhere, all at once. So 
where we're at with artificial intelligence, especially with mid-journey and stable diffusion and chat GPT, but mostly the diffusion apps that bring you images from the multiverse. They're bringing you in to the multiverse. What you're seeing with the technology is that movie right there. Everything, everywhere, all at once. We are now in what is known as the quantum mania, right? We are in quantum mania right now. We're in the quantum verse. You feel me? When you learn how to prompt and you learn how to quote unquote summon these images from mid journey and whatnot, there's something called the seed, right? So if you want to take, so I'm going to show you, I'm going to do a demonstration. I, I, I believe we're doing a free masterclass. That's what I'm saying. Sign up to the discord. We're doing a free masterclass. If it's not Tuesday, it will be Thursday or Friday. You know, I, I haven't decided yet, but we will make that announcement soon. Right. So we're going to do a free masterclass. And in this free masterclass, we're going to focus more so on the diffusion models, right? Which are the models where you could generate art, the AI art generators that they call diffusion models. And the most popular diffusion models are stable diffusion, mid journey and Dale two. These, in my humble opinion, you heard that meta just canceled the metaverse. Wow. Let me look at that. <laughs> Woo, man touchdown if that's what it is then it's a motherfucking body on the dance floor you feel me um but when you when you when you switch the seed right you could put an image on mid journey and it will generate you know you could put a prompt in there and it, it will generate an image right but if you manipulate the seed then you could take an image and completely change that image into something completely different by just manipulating one number on the seed. Now, what the seed represents is the different multiverses that exist in the world. This is some other shit. This is some next shit, bro. You understand? I'm here to say that we're tapping in to different worlds with these quote-unquote AI machines. They yeah, they got the science and they're like, this is what it is, and this is how it's happening, and stuff like that. But they could tell you anything. They could tell you anything. If you don't know it, if you don't know what, what what's really going on, they really could say anything that they want. You know what I'm saying? And I'm under the impression that they're kind of just saying any old thing at this point. You know, um, I have all of the white papers. I've been reading a lot of the research and the scientific papers. And, you know, I'm, I'm learning about transformers. I'm learning about reinforcement learning. You know what I mean? I'm learning about a lot of things in this world of machine learning and shit like that. But it has aspects of some spooky science to it, right? It has aspects of weird science to it. It has aspects of quantum mechanics with it so we're I, I'm, I'm 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 of i'm i'm on a line with i'm on you know what i'm saying but we really gonna show and prove how this shit is really tapping into something different when them lenses pictures when we first did because i'm gonna keep it a buck with you 
it was the Linza pictures. When I did the Linza pictures, that's the shit that sparked the divine spark in me that sent me on this motherfucking rabbit hole that I've been on ever since, like, I think it was like early December. I've been going down this rabbit hole since early December. And when the Linza pictures, I put the pictures into Linza and they came back and I, I was looking at different variants of myself. I was looking at my shit. I was like Kang Dynasty, nigga. I was looking at different variants of myself. I wasn't looking at AI art, nigga. I was looking at me. I, I, I'm looking at the pictures and I'm like, nah, that's not, that's me somewhere else. I'm like, that's me in another dimension, bro. Fuck is they doing? How did they know this shit? I'm seeing pictures of myself that I've seen in dreams and on ayahuasca and in deep meditations when I was on a toad. I'm like, nah, I ran into this version of myself and I'm looking at a picture and it's that version. You know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, dead ass. I can't speak for nobody else. I could only speak for myself. And when I saw that, that made me say, I need to learn everything about this shit right now. I'm like, I need to learn everything about what's going on because I need to be able to prove to myself, not to nobody else. I need to prove to me that this shit is what I think it is. You feel me? And then after that, then Ant-Man came out and I saw Ant-Man with Kang the Conqueror with how they explained all of the multiverses. It, he, it's like a thousand of him. Do you have that article that Mid-Journey was created from developers on Toad, DMT, and Acid? My you don't find that suspicious. You don't find that suspicious. You don't find that suspicious. I'm going to just leave it at this too. That in Back to the Future. October 2023 is when Marty McFly had pulled up to the future. Right. They, 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 they put that date in Back to the Future. Right. They call it Back to the Future date. I think it's October the 23rd, 2023, if I'm correct. And mid-journey, no, chat GPT, right? Because when you when you go back and you do your research, they, there's a date that they say the AGI was born, right? Artificial general intelligence, okay? Art yeah, Kang is a colonizer. He's a conqueror. He's a colonizer. You damn right he is. And that day is November the 22nd, I believe, 2022. Right? Yeah, Biff's Casino, right? 1023. Okay? So that's the day. That's, that's the future day. But the day that quote unquote chat GPT goes live is the day that they said the shift happens. That's the day. Okay. One of the researchers and engineer is named red. Come on, fam. Stop playing with me. 
send me that article, bro. Dead ass. Like, you know, I'm in my bag, right? I'm in my Birkin. I'm in my research mode. Here's my email. I'm going to send you a book, my nigga. Send me that article. You're going to get a book from me. Facts. So look up the day that um, ChatGPT was released. I believe it was 11.22 or 11.28. It was right around the time that we were supposed to be in Charlotte for the Facts Initiative. Right around that time is when they, quote, unquote, put that out. And that goes down. They said that the world changed that day forever. That's not Skynet date, though. That's not the day that the computers went sentient. But that's the day that AGI or the beginning of the race to go AGI. AGI is artificial general intelligence. And what that really is talking about is the computers thinking for themselves. And when the computers go sentient and when the computers gain consciousness. Right? So 11.30.22, that's when it comes out. On 11.30.22 is when ChatGPT is dropped. And that's in alignment with Back to the Future when they, were, when they brought you that date of um, of the, what you might call it, when Marty McFly goes into the future and he pulls up on Biff, right? October the 23rd, right? Right right around the same time. Yeah, D-Wave. I've been tapped into the D-Wave for a minute, too. Um, they're about to be a big player. That's a quantum computer um, in Canada. Real, real powerful computer. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely spread its wings. It's in the, the, the AI technology is tapped into the quantum because the quantum computer, right, the D-Wave, can't nobody tell me that the D-Wave, that they have not hooked up the AI or the Ultron or Lambda or the AI brain. Nobody can't tell me that it's not hooked up to the quantum computers because that don't even make sense that it's not hooked up to the quantum computers so the quantum computers are able to tap into the quantum realm. That's why they're quantum. So with these quantum computers going crazy and whatnot, I mean, you don't have to speculate as to where this shit is going. Yeah, I tried that, Toad. You damn right. Did a fish swim? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, the solar eclipse is going to be crazy. Yes, Westworld. They was one of the ones. Yes, West Westworld was definitely, uh, they was the ones that brought a lot of that in. CERN. Yes, yes. Lamb. Yes. Um, Yule. Yes, there's different type of quantum computers. I do know that. But what we're talking about is the D-Wave computer right now that's in Canada. And Google has a D-Wave as well. I think they want 10 million for them shits. And um, yeah. You dig? These quantum computers is they they opening up portals because that's what they do. You know, spooky things at a distance. You know what I'm talking about? Spooky things at a distance. You know, so we're in some, we're in some interesting times nothing to be alarmed about 
you know, we ask for this. So we're here. So we fear nothing, but, uh, you know, we fear nothing. There's nothing to fear. So by a vote, are we ending this with Bill Bixby or China Flow? I just want to know. Make sure y'all hit that cash app. You feel me? Show some love. And, um, you know, and, you know, and that'd be appreciated. You dig? Okay. D-Wave is quant. But Google bought a D-Wave computer, though. Okay. I believe Google is one of the clients of D-Wave. Because D-Wave is selling their computers. They're, they're, st they're a business. They're selling them. There's a few people that have them. And Google is one of them. But Google got Lambda. You feel me? Google got Lambda. So <laughs> just watch out. This shit is just getting started. We have not even gotten anywhere. We're only three months into this evolution of AI and whatnot. And you already see where it's going. You already see how crazy it is. You, If you don't see it, you'll see me break it down at this free workshop that's coming up. And you'll also see it. Um, well, this free masterclass that I'm doing this week, I'm going to show some shit. But definitely on March 18th, you'll I, five to six hours is that is that workshop. So it's nothing. I got nothing but time. You know what I mean? I'm gonna sit back and shoot three to three uh free throws and three pointers from the motherfucking uh from the paint all day on that lecture and whatnot. I got a lot of if I'm gonna drop big bombs on that. You know what I mean? I'm gonna drop big bombs. You dig? So you know, that part. So I think we going with uh with with uh, China Flow. I think all right. The next one, because it's it's almost like tied and whatnot. So we're gonna go for the tiebreaker. So whoever calls the tiebreaker, we're gonna go with that. And then we out of here. You understand? And um the free workshop, like I said, I'm gonna be doing something on Discord. I'm going to be doing a free masterclass this before this week is out. I will be doing something. I'll make the announcement tomorrow, mañana. You feel me? And we'll let you know what day that's going to be. But we'll be there. Oh, they said China Flow. There you have it. You dig? <laughs> you said do both. <laughs> Y'all trying to make this a mixtape show, huh? Okay. But we're going to leave with the China Flow. I want to say love and light to y'all. The link for the Discord is uh, we're gonna drop that in the, while while this video is playing. We'll drop the link to the Discord. Shine up to the Discord. It's free. It's open. Be a part of. It's about four thousand of us over there and whatnot. Pull up. We do watch parties over there. We got rooms filled up with information over there, and we got some cool people over there. That part, you dig? Love and light, y'all. Let's go. Hold on. Hold on. I don't hear nothing. Yeah, I didn't see that movie called Megan and whatnot.
I was I was I was I was burnt out on Megan's after the Megan Megan the Stallion trial, so I, I didn't want to see the movie called Megan. So I'm gonna catch that when it come on. Uh, the what the the what you call it? The dinger my dinger, you know what I mean? When it come on the internet. Oh, the audio is clear. Y'all was hearing that? Oh shit! All right, my bad. Y'all was hearing the music because I wasn't hearing it through my headphones. Different, but I'll take it back. The audio was clear. Black light when you come into the A, my brother. Okay, let's go. President. Was it evil in the Bronx like that until this song came out? Man, it was the president still acting unpresidential. Bitch, I'm in the Bronx with the evil in my residential. It was all emojis, it was never mental. The silver spoon is under fire, under the pressure vented. The times that we living in unprecedented. We went from doing a Dougie Dougie fresh invented. Now the rhymes, they all pessimistic. They had it, jagged black girl magic. Just finesse the mystics. They impressed with quick chicks. Only savages with less sadistic. They be less specific. No metaphysics. So many butter biscuits. They need extra biscuits. We had to bless the district. Fresh and death. We were stressing drippers. They worship lesser gods with the lesser mystics. Copy suckers. All they breath is fish sticks. They can Takashi. Yeah, they won't protect the witness. They can Takashi. Yeah, they won't protect the witness. Hannibal Parker shit, darker shit, darker shit. In the heart of it, yeah, starting shit. That Marty Marta with Sean Carter, starter kit. Brooklyn, we sparta shit, starter shit. The crimes of the passionate ones. Who found love for blasting their guns. My chain froze, chain froze, hang goes for Wayne Grove. The Range Grove on Strange Rose. Dr. Strange Mode on Strange Toes. Hack the brain, rearrange codes. 360 spinning clearly like a plane roll. 365 winning really like a game. Yeah, we mold these environments. Yeah. Scientists with clientless, clients touch with iron fist. Holding arms only where to catch these gems. Texas to the open palm. Equestrians on open farm. Potent on that potent wall. Rolling farms, coat of arms, Omekian. Kicking doors, waving 44s. They won't let me. 
let me in. Nah, shit, we talking like a thespian. Yeah. Walking like pedestrians. It's my requiem. Take you out front and center like ESPN. In the middle of the action, spitting with a passion. You get riddled if you pass it. Shit, no dribble, we just passing off the script we just cashing. Expand the vote. Play above the rim. Earl a goat, man a goat. I turn for man a hole, can a hole. Let the hammers go. Spit your panelate, not even Amber Rope. Stop me from slut shaming all these bitch niggas. Yeah, your man's a hoe. The only antidote is split his cantaloupe. Leave you bloody like an antelope with Serengetis. Get her ready, shit, no introductions necessary. We legendary, yeah, the story still unfolds. Yeah, they taking notes like secretaries. Yeah, the heart is like the message heavy. About that life, but what we rep is deadly. Mystics in the forest, scientific witness, Morris. So the shit, I spit a story. Like every day is February. Shit, you like it, I adore it. Shit, I write it, then record it. Shit, recite it, then perform it. Excitement, I'm all for it. Fighting like walrus. Want work to go smoothly? You just need to know the right steps. With Asana, it's easy to coordinate tasks across teams.